Hi, this is Adrian talking with Kristen about her visit last week to Free Columbia. Hi. So the first question is, so where, where did you go to? Where, where, when? Where? I went to Philmont, New York, uh-huh. which is in the Hawthorne Valley in upstate New York. And I stayed at the Columbia House, which is right in downtown Philmont. I mean, Philmont is a really small kind of, uh, uh, kind of like down and out a little bit town. Yeah, I've been there. It's kind of a little bit weird. I mean, I I could tell you stories about Philmont, but... uh, It's only four miles from, or something like that, from Hawthorne Valley, like the farm and the farm store and the Waldorf School, and that feels like a completely different kind of world a little bit than Philmont does. It's a little bit like sort of the a town that was sort of had its heyday some time a yeah. while back. But um, it's about also maybe, what, 15, 10, 15 minutes from Hudson? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. it was. I think it was like 10 minutes from downtown Hudson. And it's, what, five hours or so from here? Yeah, four and a half. Okay, so you went up to this thing called Free Columbia, so what is Free? Well, I found out why it's called Free Columbia, which I was pretty impressed Uh about. So, uh, I keep wanting to call it an art center, but it's definitely not really an art center the way that CAP is an art center. They don't have, like, programs happening all the time. It's like, um, I would say, an art studio and um, a large, like, community home on the same property and so they two different two buildings buildings on on the same property property in Philmont in Philmont yeah Um, and they have lots of different painting courses workshops puppetry courses shoemaking courses yeah Nathaniel teaches shoemaking courses and then over the summer they did like a puppetry camp for local like refugees that were in the area kid refugees so they do a lot of that kind of things and then they um what it was really fascinating that I got to overlap with this week is they've been doing an internship on um alternative currencies so these nine interns from all over the country have stayed there for nine weeks and researched alternative currencies as well as the local community and like how to create an alternative currency specifically for Philmont and then that um, what's the word came to a conclusion with a big town hall-esque presentation of their research on Saturday which I got to um, go to which was great so but I was there specifically for what they are calling a low residency course and the topic is the elements of painting and so it's kind of learning again the basics of painting but through um, like through learning methods designed by Steiner in some ways so it's, this is all somehow a Steiner influenced. Yeah. Everything inspired. that happens there is anthroposophical. And that was noticeable in many ways? It was and it, it was and it wasn't. It, it was definitely noticeable, but it was also a painting class at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. You know, you could kind of take or leave how much of the anthroposophy you kind of wanted in some ways. Uh, but everyone that so was you there... Could, but you could have gone to it not interested at all in anthroposophy and potentially... Go to it. Yeah. 
Yeah, you could have. But everyone that was there wasn't there because Except you. Anthroposophy. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Well, I mean, I was there for Anthroposophy, but as someone that doesn't know very much about Anthroposophy. So Free Columbia, it's called Free Columbia because every program that they do is potentially free. Everything is a sliding scale, zero to whatever. And they're transparent about all their finances online. Um, and it's in Columbia County, New York. But also, Columbia is the name of the, um, oh, I'm forgetting the word, a Greek, not goddess, but um, like symbol, do you know what I mean? Columbia. Yeah, it's, anyway, the Statue of Liberty, her name is actually Columbia. So the, the, the female in figure, figurement of the value of liberty is named Columbia, and Free Columbia believes the philosophy of Steiner that art and culture should be should be free, yeah. and so that's their whole mission, and that's why it's called Free Columbia. They're trying to free that. Says free here, um, it seems few Americans are aware of Columbia, a feminized version of Columbus, who is the goddess of liberty and the personification of America. Wow, I did not know about that. But that, that's in so free as in free liberty. Yeah. yeah. Freeing the artistic yes. liberty, yeah. Like threefolding free yeah. um, spiritual life. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You heard a bit about that while you're there? A little bit. Well, in the painting course, we didn't talk that much about anthroposophy, but I stayed in the Columbia House, and all these interns were staying in the Columbia House, and they're all part of the youth section. Mm-hmm. And... Um, all, most of them were from L.A., although not L.A., from this Elderberry Cafe. Oh, Elderberries. Yeah. Um, so they were, like, up till really late at night talking about anthroposophy. <laughs> and um, I got to be What was the average age of that group? Um, the, there were two people that were 25, and then, and then there was two people that were my age-ish, like 30, 31. Um, so the, everyone, pretty much everyone was between 25 and 30. And there was one intern that lived locally in Philmont, and she was probably in her, like, 60s. Nice. Um, and then Nathaniel and Seth ran the, you know, they weren't interns, but they were overseeing the whole internship, and they're both in their late 30s, early 40s, I think, so. so but in my class, my painting course, there was myself, and there was one other person that had traveled, Frank, who's also from L.A., and he's my age, 30, from 31, um, and he was also part of Elderberry's Anthroposophy, so he came for that, and, but he was there in my painting course, and then there was um, two Waldorf teachers, one retired, one just started, uh, another, like, an English teacher that lived, like, across the street, uh, a woman that just moved from the area and is into like furniture making. Um, oh, a woman, a woman that's the art teacher at Camp Hill, Copeg. Hmm. So. When you say art teacher, is she a coworker or? No, she's an employee. She comes in and teaches art classes like two or three times a week. Huh. Her name's Alice. To like something. just people. To people with disabilities. Right. So she's yeah, like in the day program. I gotcha. Yeah. Mm. Um, I really liked her. I, she was probably my buddy. Allison? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So is she professing herself to be an anthroposophist? 
she's really interested in anthroposophy, okay. definitely. Cool. So there was a mix of different people, but mainly younger, sort of connected one way or another to some sort of answer. Well, in my painting course, I would say there were one, two, there were four of, four of the ten were like in our late 20s, early 30s, and the rest were in their like oh. 40s, 50s, 60s. Mm. So it was quite a range. But in the internship, which is all the people staying in the house, they were all young. Okay. So. And there's also some people that live permanently in that house that just pay rent to live there. So did you learn anything special or have some experiences that were That's something you want to share? Well, the two most um, informative experiences was, it was really interesting just living in the Columbia House for a week and meeting anthroposophists, like self-proclaimed young anthroposophists, because I hadn't met anyone that was interested in anthroposophy that wasn't somehow connected to a Camp Hill before. So that was interesting, and they asked me a lot of questions about Camp Hill. They didn't know anything about Camp Hill. So that, that was... Well, you had a podcast of those conversations. I know. <laughs> I should have. Um, and it was, really, it was really exciting to me to be around young people that were really, really, like, idealistic and mm. feeling like they could change the world and just wow. so excited about these things. Um, so that was kind of really refreshing. And then I went and spent an evening at Camp Hill Hudson, which was really great. Well, that was the Tuesday yeah. open dinner thing? Yeah, so every Tuesday they have a community meal. Um, everyone is invited and welcome. It's everyone delicious. in the whole town? Everyone in the so whole town. how do they make that known? Do they advertise it? Is everybody who knows knows? I don't know how they advertise it. They definitely have a big um, sandwich board sign that they put out. Just um, with what? Free food or something? Yeah, free community meal. Wow. Um, they lock up all the offices because they've had a lot of homeless come in yeah. and steal things. So it, it was definitely a chunk of, of the homeless population. That night, it was the majority of people were Camp Hill folks, like from Camp Hill Hudson or from other Camp Hills. So how many people? Well, I would say there was probably like maybe 30 people. Mm-hmm. But um, I, Nathan uh, McLaughlin, who's the executive director, he said that was a pretty slow night for them. And that they usually had a majority of homeless people. What there were also some there? people that weren't necessarily from Camp Hill, but were anthroposophical. Oh. Like, um, I saw oh, Patrick. Yeah. So I did not meet Patrick Doyle, but everyone loves Patrick Doyle, and oh. they talk about him because they're starting a new. They're starting an anthroposophical theater mm-hmm. in Philmont, and he's a big part of that. So I did not actually meet Patrick Doyle, but I um, spent. I saw Catherine Smith and Dodge at the um, at the community meal. Yeah, which was nice. They were very friendly, and it was good to see them. Did they? Did they? They didn't know you were going to be there. They just saw you and oh, look, you're here. Yeah, yeah, and um, she's she lives right down the street from Columbia House. Oh, they live in Philmont. They live oh, right in oh, Philmont. Oh. They live walking distance. Yeah, and they were, they, she's really good friends with Laura Summer. They helped, like, give people some rides to mm-hmm. and from places. So, um, Hudson Meal, what kind of, like, what kind of food? Do, I yeah. mean, I'm, I'm interested in doing community yeah. food, so I'm just wondering what they Well, they do. have a beautiful kitchen. I know, it's oh, amazing. It's that amazing. whole building is just crazy. Yeah. 
Like, I mean, except yeah. they have a huge unused gallery space. They call it the gallery. It has gorgeous white walls. Where? Nothing hanging on it in the second floor. That is it, like the back room of the windows. Mm -hmm. The gallery space. I, that used to be. I thought they had textiles or something there. I don't know. There's so much room in that place. Yeah. Every time I go there, I just say, oh But they goodness. rent the gallery out to, for corporate events, and they do all the catering for mm -hmm. corporate events there. But yeah, the community meal, it was um, spaghetti dinner, vegetarian option, vegetarian option, and um, meat option, and they also had an option of, of a gluten-free option as well. Salad. Someone had donated donuts for dessert. Ooh, yeah, nice. and we started with a, a prayer, like um, we sang a verse. song, a nice. verse, yeah. And then may the meal be blessed. Yeah. So, um, sorry to harp on about this, but yeah. um, like, who prepares that meal? So it was all. It was all. Uh, Hudson. Like Hudson staff and Hudson people supported by Hudson. The thing. So then um, I ate dinner with Nathaniel. Nathan. Sorry, Nathaniel Williams is from Free Columbia. Nathan McLaughlin is the executive director of Camp Hudson, and I keep get their names mixed up all the time. But. Um, Nathan gave me a tour of the building, which is gorgeous, and then he gave me a driving tour because it was really cold and rainy of all the buildings that they own in Hudson, and... They own just two? Mm, they own... This, I know they have... They used to have two houses next to each other on a corner almost. They have two houses next to each other on a corner, and those are the two that are kind of a little bit more traditional Camp Hill. They both yeah, have yeah. co-workers in them, and they have like five people that live in mm -hmm. them. But then they have, I forget how many other apartments. So they have one building. But do they own those houses? Maybe they rent them. Because I, I, I think... Oh, you're right. They rent them. And yeah. Copeg owns the two houses. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm a stickler for... Uh, no, sure. no, no, no. I'm sorry. Because I remember, like, did you meet Nicholas? You know mm -hmm. Nicholas? Yeah, before? yeah. Was he here when you were here? No, but I met him when he came for the play. And oh, okay. then I saw him again this past yeah. week. Because he was living... I don't know whether they've moved, but he was living maybe... Five. So his mom bought that place. Yeah. yeah, and so there's place. two apartments in there. Mm -hmm. But this, I thought this was really cool. Um, besides the two homes that have like you know five people living in them, all the other apartments are people with disabilities living with a roommate, and that roommate is not an employee of Campbell Hudson. Um, so so if you are one of those roommates. You get free rent and you get $200 stipend oh. and those are your only, you have no essentially responsibilities except to, to be there if something were to, be there at night if something went wrong you would call someone. Alright, so but you are expected to be there at night. You mm -hmm. can't, if you're going to not be there you need to let people yeah. know. Alright, so it's sort of like a, sort of almost like live sharing but not quite because live sharing at least in this state the way they set it up is that you're actually responsible mm -hmm. this is a little bit like i there's a place in uh, aarhus in denmark i don't know what it's called it's not camp hill but sort of loosely connected anthroposophical and they have a setup where it's like a house like this and there's a family living in it and then there'll be an apartment next door where a person with a disability lives and they have a social relationship, but the people in the apartment next to them, um, or person, whoever it might be more than one person, they get their supports from a whole other group of people, and they're mm -hmm. just sort of they're just sort of giving the warmth of the family connection and the social cultural stuff, but not actually providing support. 
So it's similar, I guess, to that. And some of the roommates um, will ha take on more responsibility, but they'll get paid for that. Uh, so they might take, nice. like, Nicholas grocery shopping and split food yeah. with him and stuff. But then they get paid for that time. Uh -huh. um, wow. But most of them are Waldorf teachers, he said. Yeah. Things like that. Do they have... Um, did you ask them about whether they have things like Bible suppers and that kind of thing? Are they still doing all that kind of thing? I like did not ask him oh, that. Okay. That's another visit. Yeah, they were all, yeah, Tuesday night they were all going to open mic night, which that sounded oh. like Steel City's open mic what, night. When was their uh, dinner over? Um, dinner was, I think, from like 7 to 8 or something. Maybe it was like more 6.30 to 7.30, something like that. No, it was six to seven. It was six to seven. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Hudson's gorgeous. All the apartments were looked um, from the outside looks gorgeous. It's all walking distance. Yeah. To Solaris. Do you know how many people receiving support are in fourteen? Fourteen. And he does not. Um, Nathan was really open and transparent about not wanting to grow bigger right now. He said they're going to take a year from growing bigger, and he doesn't want to really. Um, maybe I'm misquoting him, but it seemed pretty clear he does not want to grow much bigger than what they are. Yeah, well, why? Yeah, I thought that was kind of that was kind of nice. Like he had a lot of reasons for like why they're really at the perfect size. And do you think they have thought about the role of Campbell Hudson vis-a-vis -vis Hudson in any particular respect? Like the role of Campbell Hudson in what? In the sense of like Sultane's. Um, evolving mission in a certain way is to um, support the development of the broader communities mm. um, uh, have say relationship to, to people with diverse needs and, and abilities and like you know things like you know trying to <clears throat> create community spaces uh, maybe also events art things like that it, do, do, do you think they see that in a coherent manner or do they just do what they want to do when they uh, hope the community is interested or had or do or did you pick up anything about that um so nathan didn't talk about that really specifically but my definite feeling was kind of more doing what they want to do for their Camp Hill community and as much as that can involve the wider community, great, yeah. but the focus was definitely on yeah. their community. Yeah. I talked to him a little bit about um, kind of the, the struggles sometimes I feel with CAP where um, I want people to come to things and, I, and to be involved in the cultural life there, but I the people that we support through Parsable, but I can't force them to, and I, you know, kind of playing this yeah. game of trying to offer things that they want to come to, and 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 he said that because that 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 being part of Camp Hill Hudson, part of the requirement is to be part of the cultural life, mm. and that it's not enforced in the sense that like, oh, if you can't come to the Michaelmas celebration, that's fine, you know, you don't have to go. But if you don't come to the Michaelmas celebration and then you don't come to the play the next week and then you don't come to the next thing, then he'll Nathan will have a conversation with you that says, you know, why have you chose to be part of this Camp Hill Hudson community if you're not partaking in the cultural life? Because that is actually, this was his wording, your way of giving back to Camp Hill Hudson is participating in our cultural life. 
and you're not pulling your weight if you don't attend. Um, which I thought was a really interesting way to, to look at it. Not that that's how we should look at it, but you know, saying it's basically saying you've chosen our community. Our community is great because we do these community culture events. If you're not going to take part of it, join another community, kind of. Mm -hmm. um, which is interesting. <clears throat> which I think I mean that's just to say uh, you know why I feel it's important for us to to note that possible is mm -hmm. not um, Camp Hill Sultan, right, right, because. Uh, it's a complicated story, but you know, not everybody. Let's just say, when someone's been supported by uh, an organization for many years, you know, the idea of saying, "Oh, you know, choose to continue to go to our cultural events or why are you here," they're just sort of like here now, and 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 it's sort of like you know, possible. There were a number of people I think connecting through possible who may or may not have wanted to do all of the different kinds of cultural events that Camp Assaulting was doing. So Parcel really has its identity, really, you know, the individual person um, chooses whatever they want to choose. Mm -hmm. Salting, on the other hand, I think does require you to connect to the, to the values and that's, uh, but that I think is uh, a question of, um, you know, who is a member of the Assaulting community you know, we currently have the Salting Association uh, voting members, I think, are the real members of the Salting community, uh, you know, because they, they have chosen and actually show up. Mm -hmm. So that's the same, in my opinion. Um, and I personally feel like that is a more true, free connection rather than this sort of like, you know, your needs being supported are kind of going to be all sort of tied up into whether or not you choose to connect to our cultural value system. Mm. I think that, you know, that gets a little complicated, but I, I think it's a, it's a long conversation and a lot, a lot of different ways of looking at that story. But anyway, back to you. <laughs> but just to, to say, we're almost finished, but um, um, how was the food? <laughs> oh. Uh, the food in oh, general for the whole thing. People fed, uh, at the community meal or the whole thing? No, more like free Columbia, I think. Oh, Pete, there were so many opportunities for free food. It was great. Because uh -huh. I, I, you know, had my own like little section of the fridge and the, the pantry and, and bought food for myself. But, um, you know, someone was always cooking and offering me food. And then like the first night we had a potluck among my painting group. And then um, Tuesday night I went to the meal at... Campbell Hudson, which was fantastic. And then Wednesday night, Free Columbia has a community potluck night every Wednesday night. Mm -hmm. So I went to that. And then Thursday night, the interns cooked me dinner. And then Friday night, I think, is the only night that I like actually just made myself grilled cheese. Really? Yeah. Did so they fed me well. Isn't there like a restaurant in Philmont called something or it's really close? Oh, it's like a 111. Yeah, yeah it's something it's like that. It's a fancy one. place. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't go there. But I did go for a walk every day. Philmont's really funny. I Is there still like a Dollar General there or something? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I went for a walk every morning, which was really nice. And this one, this, you can maybe edit this out of the pockets, but if you want to, there's like this couch that was left on the side of the road. And every day I went for a walk, there was like a new sign on the couch, like in saying in a more and more clever way, like, 
take your couch to the dump. Oh. And like the next day, it was like a picture of um, this guy from Star Trek, and it was like, go, go, it must go. And like every day, the signs increased. And then the last day, the couch was gone. I felt like I saw this like nice little snippet of the town. <laughs> Yeah, I think this is, uh, I don't know why that needs to be sort of taken on. I think oh, this is, like, sounds like the version of, of, of the art of, of, of social yeah. work. <laughs> um, so, uh, did somehow Saltane help you to do this activity? Was that sort yeah, of... Yeah, Saltane financially supported me to go both by paying for the class and by... Um, allowing me to use my work time to go. Mm, nice. thank, so thank you, Sultan. Yeah, thank you, Sultan. Yeah. Um, and it's a, it's a, it's a four-week residency throughout the year. So Sultan supported me to go this week, and then I'm going to um, support myself to go for the future weeks. So I'll be going back a week in um, February, a week in April, and a week in July. But I plan to visit the other Camp Hill communities up there while I'm there. And is this stuff you made there? Yeah, oh. but it's not a it's not a video. I well, think. I can I can describe yeah. it. You have here. Well, we did all these wow. color studies. Maybe what you should do is um, find a way to take pictures. Take pictures of it and put it on. If you don't know how, get Kate to just put it somewhere that people can like. We can have like a little link in the podcast to where it can be. Maybe the Saltine mm-hmm. Weekly sort of. But in a more, I don't know, I don't know how much you want yeah, to show no, this fine. to the world. So we pretty much, oh, we were only allowed to work in the color blue the first three days. Mm. I made this blue painting and kind of, my brain kind of went numb staring at blue for three days. So this looks very anthro. I know, it's a veil painting. Uh. And then we got to move to red. I didn't finish my red veil painting. But then um, we also got to do color studies mm, using nice. whatever colors we wanted and using tissue paper to build up the layers so we could just kind of keep, so yeah, they're all actually the back there, there you go, oh. yeah, but they see you, but yeah. Does it, does it matter? Because no. <laughs> I couldn't they're tell. They're all abstract, but. Although there was like a person here, yeah. like a naked person maybe, or that. Yeah, that's, that's, a, a, that's, that's a person. A, that's a naked woman, yeah. It looks like a, like a whale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was very freeing. It's all about abstract. It's all about relating to the piece and letting the piece tell you what it needs. Who actually taught? Laura Summers. So she's like, uh, the, does she do all of the teaching of it? So that was also, that's really, what was interesting to me and really different from CAP is like, as far as I could tell, all of their programming was either taught by Laura Summer or Nathaniel. Uh-huh. Nothing, they don't have independent contractors teaching other things in that space. Uh-huh. Um, they also have artist residencies, so there was someone that was living in the Columbia House using the studio as his, solely his studio space for a month and doing community projects while he was there, and then he left. And they have another person coming to do that between our terms. Um, yeah, but it, they do a lot less than CAP, but, they do, but everything is taught by Nathaniel and, mm-hmm. and Laura. Great. So that was interesting. Um, maybe, so just so I get a final picture, so the, the classes and, and that sort of thing went from what, like nine to three, five? They went nine to five every day. And you had like a little break in the middle? Mm-hmm. Like oh. an hour from 12.30 to 1.30 for lunch. Okay. So was it, was it, was it hard or was it, was it just pleasure? 
it was um it was exhausting to be in a new place and to kind of be painting from nine to five because that's not something i've done since college it's like a different kind of exhausting exhaustion but it was also very very pleasurable so it was a very it was a good experience it was really cold they don't have plumbing or heat in the studio they just have Mm -hmm. a wood burning stove so I was assigned the job of getting up and getting the fire started by 7 so that it was warm by 9. Oh. And so every time you had to go to the bathroom, you had to trek across the snow into the Columbia House to use the bathroom. Gosh. But there was kind of a... I mean, it's going to be really interesting in February. <laughs> Maybe you won't get that job this time. Maybe so. I did that last time. Um. But there was a nice feeling of camaraderie also. Yeah. Um, and they provided all the art supplies, so I didn't have to bring anything, so that was nice too. But yeah, thanks for listening. Okay, yeah, well, thank you for telling us. And if anyone wants to hear more, they can grab you and have a coffee with you and hear more about Free Columbia. Thank you. Bye bye.